Hey, hey, what's going on to all my kings and queens and in-betweens? It's your girl, Miss B, Queen B, back this week with another episode of The Tea with Queen B. And we back, and we back, and we back. Insert the uh, savage woe two times, because y'all know TikTok has made y'all all go crazy. <laughs> that shit's fly, though. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there, but I enjoy watching everybody else's videos and things. How y'all feeling? I know we on day like 8,000 of quarantine right now, but we making it through. I know those um, stimulus checks have been dropping on a lot of people. And look, regardless as to what the, you know, theory behind it is, whether you have to pay it back with your taxes or whatever, there are a bunch of people out there right now who could really benefit, who aren't working and have families and lives to support amidst all of the chaos that's going on around us. So... Be sure that you use those stimulus checks wisely and that, you know, you realize it isn't only a one-time thing. So, you know, you got to tread lightly with that. In other news, um, I have reached my threshold of boredom for the week. Um, I said it to y'all, I think on the last episode that my girl is at work. She's still working every day. So I am in the house being the cleanup woman cooking the meals, (laughs) making sure that everything is straight for us. And I am bored. I am so bored that I worked out for the first time in probably months. I mean, I walk a lot and everything, but I worked out for the first time in months. And let me tell you, (laughs) pause. My boredom at that point was like, you know what? Get up. You can do this, B. Get you a quick little 15-minute little beginner's workout and bitch. <laughs> Baby. Workout started. My muscles said, <laughs> bitch, I am not ready. I am so out of shape. And I stuck to it. You know, I got through the um, workout. But you don't realize when your body has been doing the same things every day, you know, You might walk to the store, you know, something like that. But when you haven't been being active and stretching and doing all that other stuff you got to do, whoo, child. (laughs) Embarrassment 101. I told my girl I worked out and she was like, yeah, you know, we're off tomorrow. Let's both work out together. No, ma'am. I'm not one of those cute girls in her little outfits, (laughs) you know getting it doing her reps getting it popping no i am not that girl i am struggling i am in huff puff mode about to blow somebody's house down it is not a good look there's nothing sexy about it give me a few months where i can get my body limber and together and you know we can look cute working out together but right now mm -mm, that's a private matter private matter in total private matter moving on no but for real y'all it did feel good to get my muscles active and just get my heart rate up and feel like I wasn't like so lazy while I'm just sitting around the house even though I'm taking care of things around the house I just felt like I should be doing more anyway today is April 13th happy birthday to my little brother Jovan yes pop bottle emojis celebratory emojis all of that my little brother turned 25 today i love him so much um 
it doesn't feel like he's my little brother sometimes. I mean, I'm 32, he's 25, so there is an age gap there between us, but he's just, like, such a man. Like, he's married, he has children, like, I mean, he's further along in, in the, the, the quest of life than I am at 32. Keep doing your thing. I love you, boo. <laughs> Other things that happened on this day, Thomas Jefferson was actually born on April 13th. Eh, I don't really care about that, but... It was there, so I put it up there for y'all. Um, the significant thing to me that happened on this day in 1964, Sidney Poitier became the first black person to win an Oscar for the best actor in the movie Lilies in the Field. And for the most part, I believe most black people and white people as well, um, just people in general know how important Sidney Poitier is. But especially for our people, he's just made so many strides in the kind of roles that we were being placed in and his impact of just how much the arts matter and everything and being involved also in, you know, civil rights um, initiatives and things like that. He just was such a poised person every time you see him on stage. Sidney Poitier is still alive. He's in his 90s. And I think he's a really iconic picture in the history of blacks in film and the world of the arts he's done countless things um i think he's most known for mostly like the raisin in the sun a raisin in the sun and in the heat of the night but just looking through his accolades and all of the awards he's you know been presented with and just so many accomplishments in his field shout out to you Sidney Poitier I'm sure he inspired a lot of people to want to act and just reach as far as they could go. 1964 isn't really that long ago when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. So the fact that it even took that long for, you know, a black person to win an Oscar when we had done amazing things in film. And then I believe Halle Berry was the first black woman to receive an Oscar, I don't, I, I don't know. I get the awards mixed up. I just look at what everybody's wearing, but I believe she was the black first black woman to actually win an award for a best um, role in something, which that came years later. So that just shows you a progression and the things that really matter. Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's teas are all about social media. Right now, in this crazy climate that we're in, 
We're all connected. We're all plugged in. Even if you're not present on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or something like that, you are definitely listening to a podcast like this one or, you know, writing or gaining some knowledge or if that's music. At some point through your day, you need social media to connect, to interact, to just see what's going on in the world around you and it literally runs every aspect of our lives whether we want to or not. I know most of us have uh, a lot of social media handles like I said Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, there's WhatsApp, there's Tinder, OkCupid, there's still Black Planet. (laughs) I mean when I was Younger, the internet and everything to us was something so new and fragile and fresh. You didn't even know what you were getting into getting on the internet. We didn't have access to phones with cameras and stuff like that. We were asking people literally online, never met you a day in your life, asking you age, sex, location, ASL. Run me those stats, baby. (laughs) And that was the only way that we could communicate with our peers, you know, whether we knew them or not, was to describe ourselves and to go off of kind of this merit system. Even though we were on some sort of social media, what it was at the time, when I was younger, um, technology has evolved really quickly. So 15, 20 years ago, we were, you know, dial, dialing up our AOL or whatever, and we were in celebrity chat rooms. I, I, I don't know if there's a younger demographic out there that's listening to this, but when the internet first got popping, we were on celebrity chat rooms. There was like Maya and Lil Romeo and Bow Wow. Like you could go on their websites and they would have little chat rooms where. Everyone and their grandmama would be in these random ass chat rooms. Like, I swear I should call my sister right now because we would go to my dad's house and we would get on the internet and we were always in Maya's chat room for some reason. And there would be like a gang of people in there. And I think it was just, we didn't know where to go. We didn't know where to look. We were just you know, fascinated by the fact that we could talk to people and communicate with people who were nowhere near us, just describing what we looked like. And we all kind of fell into this, you know, this um, script of writing, you know, who we thought we were. And of course, we had like, the worst screen names ever. If I ask you right now, 2020, I don't I don't care if you're 18 years old. If I ask you right now what your email address is, I needed to include your first and last name in some kind of way. Some sort of resemblance of professionalism. My email address, you know, is my first dot, my last name at gmail.com. It's easy. Everyone can find me. It sounds professional. But when I was like 14, my screen name email was like fatty girl 31788. Like, 
upper and lowercase letters throughout the whole thing. Like, you, you had to do something fly that made you stand out from other people while you were in, like, these seedy-ass chat rooms that your parents had no idea. Our parents didn't know. I, I'm pretty sure my mom, I don't know if you're listening to this or not, mom, but I'm pretty sure they had no idea just how you know, involved that internet life got. I mean, my sister and I would literally fight over computer time because we just wanted to be in the mix and see who was in the chat room for the day. And then shit really got upgraded when you were able to scan a picture and send it in, you know, your private messengers or whatever the case. And... That was it. It was over after that. It wasn't no ASL. It was, do you have a scanner? Bitch, do you have a scanner? I I need you to go to your digital camera, hook it up, whatever you need to do. I mean, we were professional IT people in our teenage years. I don't think people realized how tight we were back in the day because we had MySpace. We were coding and putting in music on our personal little websites and things like that like we were lit hence the reason why this new generation is just so spoiled and it's such a microwave popcorn you know instant gratification gotta see it right now I mean you could go on tinder and in five minutes be you know all set up with a profile back in the day no it was like I need to put my heart my soul my sweat my tears everything is going into this MySpace page because somebody gonna see me okay you're gonna want to be on my top eight bitch (laughs) if they had top eight now for social media oh my god it would cause so many fights I think that Social media now, a lot of people talk so much trash. Like, I can't stand the people who are like, this is all fun and games. Y'all really believe this shit on social media? Stop what you're doing. Hashtag stop what you're doing. Because social media connects you to the drama, to... Uh, I mean, there were people who had no idea that stimulus checks were going out or anything like that because they didn't receive any sort of notification. So if it weren't for you logging on to Facebook, seeing everybody talk about that shit, you wouldn't have even known that it was happening. You would have had no idea. You would have, you know, been left somewhere in the desk because half of y'all not watching no news or, you know, looking to gain some sort of knowledge about what's going on around you on a daily basis. But social media, it it's not a light thing. And at this point, you can't just say that it's all fun and games and entertainment because your job has access to your social media sometimes, your Facebook pages and things of that nature. There are certain things that we are now programmed to not put out there online because of the fear of having someone look at your profile or not want to hire you or not give you an opportunity or not take you serious because this platform, which is all fun and games to you has now exposed you to someone who doesn't want anything to do with you because they see the person that you are regardless whether it's entertainment for you or not a little piece of yourself is left online every time you say something even if you're just trolling people which is 
the new wave as well, the fake pages and things like that. Even if you're just trolling people, you're doing it for a reaction. You're doing it so someone can, you know, notice you or, you know, peep that it was you, even if in a subliminal way. So don't say that social media is just all fun and games because there are people getting their ass beat from things that get said on Facebook. World Star is a great example of that. When you get that talking to shit on social media and somebody pull up at your house and they want to knock your head off, that's just what it's going to be. And now social media can't save your ass but while you're getting whooped by what you just said online because you can't keep your mouth shut. And on the positive side of things, too, you can have access to a lot of these groups out here, especially on Facebook. There are housing groups. There are, you know, first-time mother groups and abuse groups. There are so many outlets on the Internet where you can't stay away. You kind of can't stay away. So it does impact our daily lives, point blank, period. Like, just take it for what it is while you're talking your shit online. And then when somebody wants to pull up on you or expose you, then all of a sudden they're in the wrong and they're doing too much. And this is all entertainment, but you're the one looking like a fool. Like we don't have time for that. Social media does affect every aspect of your life. Take it a little bit more serious. It launches businesses. It gets people in contact with People that they otherwise would never meet or never see in passing. It forges networking opportunities, relationships. I mean, my mother met her husband online. My first significant, like, boyfriend, I literally met him online. Now, before you go, get the judging. Because I felt your eyes staring at me through the speaker. I felt it. I felt it. Before you get the judging, my mother was involved you know, when I met my boyfriend at the time, she knew that we were speaking and talking and gave me permission and all of that. A lot of these other kids out here nowadays, y'all sexting and got all this undercover low-key lingo and all that. Check your kids' phones. That's another thing. Check your kids' phones. I- I'm not saying all the time you should trust them in some kind of way, but if you get that gut feeling as a parent that you need to see what's going on and you feel some sneaky shit on your set, Check that motherfucking phone. We ain't got time for that. We pay the bills around this bitch. I ain't got no kids. Why am I say we? Anyway. <laughs> but no, you do have to tread very lightly. But social media is a really heavy thing. And it can make or break a lot of people. And so I think that as the years have gone on, we've taken things a little bit more serious as a culture just around social media. I was... um watching a documentary the other day about a young woman from Saudi Arabia who was actually trying to escape because of all the laws and oppression that they have against women in Saudi Arabia and how she was, you know, tweeting that she was running away and that she was seeking asylum and her family would kill her if she didn't, you know, she was just reaching out, waiting for someone to say, I got you, girl, and we're going to, you know, make it do what it do. And thank goodness that she had that outlet, that somebody was taking her serious, and she got the help that she needed. But millions of people out there have these stories of hope and, 
you know, just anguish trying to get out of their social, out of their situation. And the only thing that they feel like they can depend on is social media. So take it a little bit more serious. Once it's out in the universe, somebody has seen it, somebody has screenshotted it, all of that. It's not always just purely entertainment. Don't get me wrong. There are some clown ass motherfuckers on social. <laughs> There's some clown ass fools. There's a lot of clout chasing. There's a lot of scam artists. There's a lot of just peons, and sometimes you got to let the peons be peons and let them, you know, do what it do, but I do try to advocate for myself on social media as far as the podcast is concerned and just, you know, keeping it upbeat and cheerful and seeing how everybody is doing through the day. I don't really do too much personal, personal on social media. I used to, and woof, child. When you look back at some of the stuff that you have said on social media, like, where's the emoji where you can just smack your face? Because, baby, you look dumb. And I'm saying that to myself. The way we used to talk, the lingo we used, just saying anything out of your mouth sounding crazy. And when you get to a certain level, Lord willing, this show jumps or Whatever endeavors I have going on, there are people that will go through your history with the fine tooth comb. Look how Kevin Hart got, you know what I'm saying, chumped out of hosting the Oscars because somebody was worried about what he said about, you know, homosexual people, you know, 10 years ago. So the things that you think aren't that deep are the things that can hinder you from, you know, bossing up and making, you know, boss plays in your future. So you got to... Definitely be on the lookout for that. Social media just cracks me up all day for the most part. Um, I'm also realizing that some of y'all have gotten way too personal. The shit that y'all ask, the shit that y'all post. I've seen a nigga right hand ask a, a status on his Facebook asking what was your age, your weight, and your like birthday or something like that. How dare you? And and literally some like dude that didn't even deserve no woman in their right mind fucking answering that question. And you dead ass had like 50 people on his post, bitches, telling this crunchy ass man how much they weighed, how old they were. I mean, but you might as well fill out a W-2 at this point. Because you're asking way too many questions, sir. And when I saw that, I commented and was like, invasive much? And, of course, he had to be an asshole and respond back to me and say, if I didn't like it, I could just keep it moving. But, no, like, I want to talk to everybody on your fucking post who commented on this dumb shit. Because you got these women out here just literally throwing measurements out there to your fugly ass over social media. Oh, my God. I get it. You know, you, you, you make the choice to answer things, certain things like that. But the audacity... The audacity of you to even part your lips to even ask a grown-ass woman her age or her weight. Oh, smack you. You literally deserve to be beat over the head with a stick with poop on the end, sir. So annoying. 
Another thing about um, life on social media is that it lacks so much identity and uniqueness at this point. At one point in time, you know, everyone was coming up with their ideas and, like, Vine and all of that. It was, like, super funny, kitschy, you know, what's your stick? What's going to make you stand out from everybody? But now I'm just tired of seeing the same shit. Like, if I see one more seafood boil, I am going to cry, bruh. One more seafood boil. And, like, it's, like... Two things of crab legs and, like, ten pieces of corn and 20 potatoes, sis. Like, where's your be lovely sauce? Like, what? this is not a seafood boil. Tato. Like, this is corn and potatoes. At this point, ma'am, sir, whoever. Oh, my gosh. And everybody wants to do it. And I've been seeing also a lot of um, lesbian couples especially. I don't see a lot of the gay men um, doing YouTube channels together as far as coupling, but for so many reasons that we'll get into it another time. You already know why that's, you know, not as popular. But all of these, you know, lesbian couples, my mom even watches, like, these two girls that are on YouTube all the time. They steady eating lobsters and shrimp and crab and, you know, just doing a lot of food things on their page. And my mom just thinks that they are the cutest little things, thinks they are so funny. I'm just like, it's an epidemic. It is happening all over the place. I do have um, a set of friends, Pearl and Shan. They have a really cute YouTube channel. And, of course, I support them all day or whatever. I love looking at their videos and everything. But I also am fearful for them because it's the clutter that you have to break through and the bullshit. Because YouTube is basically like, how are you going to grab everyone's attention? How are you going to cut through all of this mess? And it's all pretty much like the same kind of, let's do this prank, let's do this joke, let's do this, let's do that. And it, it, it just runs in this cycle of who can do it better online. And... I get it, you know, you have to have an idea and people are going to play up on that idea and make things better and um, improve and just, you know, evolve on YouTube especially, but just because you see somebody else do it doesn't mean that that's the lane for you, because some of these couples that I see have no charisma, um, they just lack personality and one of them might be, like, super fine or whatever, and, you know, that's kind of coasting them through. But where is the talent? You know, what are you showing me that's going to separate you from everybody else? Not only that, I mean, all the other fish in the ocean are tired of your seafood boils. Can they have some of the bottom feeders, too? Damn! The plankton ain't getting ate in the ocean or nothing, because y'all scooping up shrimp. Scrimp, whatever the fuck you want to call it, y'all scooping it up every goddamn day because y'all want to have fake me out seafood boils on YouTube. <laughs> Dead ass, like, oh man, I ain't gonna fake though. I'm, I do not eat um seafood. I'm not big on crabs and shrimp, and I might have a mussel every now and then, or it, it, or oyster. It just really, really depends. I have to be in the mood for it, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of y'all are 
literally going way overboard. I do want that Be Lovely sauce because that shit look hitting. And some people said that it came out nasty or whatever. Obviously, those are people that cannot cook because my mom definitely made her Be Lovely sauce. And I just wanted to dip a fucking boiled egg in that bitch. With the potato and corn and all the other things that are not seafood in the Be Lovely sauce. Because it was popping. <laughs> I mean, keep doing what you're doing. If it's making you money and you feel like, you know, you're you're reaching that goal that you hope to attain. Get your grind on. Get your hustle on. I'm, I'm never knocking anybody's hustle. I admire people who can get out here on the ground and make things happen. I'm inspired by you every day. Um, I don't know if y'all follow B. Simone, but, you know, she's like a comedian. She really came up on Instagram, and she had this plan to make a million dollars, save a million dollars in her um, account in a year. And just to see her hustle and her commitment and what she was willing to do to get there, it made me feel like, you know, I need to, you know, put in my own hustle and, you know, grind a little bit harder to reach the next level. But we're moving on that. We're getting there slowly but surely. Y'all got to keep writing into the show. I always ask y'all once again for any topics, any questions, any suggestions, any comments you just want to talk to me. Y'all holla at me in the inbox at queenbtpodcast at gmail.com. That's queen, the letter B. T-T-E-A podcast at gmail.com. I always look forward to getting listener letters and feedback and all of that good jazz. All right, y'all, before we go, I do want to highlight a business. I told y'all that I was going to start doing this on the last episode. And today's highlight is none other than my beautiful sister, Amber, also known as The Goddess. Make sure y'all follow her on Instagram. Her handle is at The Goddess Beauty Lounge. That's T-H-E-E, Goddess Beauty Lounge on Instagram. She specializes in beauty, cosmetics, personal care care she does custom color also color correction laser lipo and skin tightening basically all of your beauty needs if any of you all have seen me on social media or in person y'all know that my hair is always laid slayed colorful i go in there for my treatments it's a really laid-back atmosphere she has it all set up really nice i love going in there it just makes me feel like a pretty little princess when i come out make sure y'all hit her up for all y'all needs especially coming out of this quarantine we're all going to be looking to get snatched right and tight and as y'all heard earlier the working out thing just really didn't work out for me shout out to you boo i love you so much make sure y'all hit her up y'all keep going keep staying encouraged through this week find something to do with yourselves put the snacks down work out for 10 minutes if you're dying it's all right because i was too (laughs) be more mindful of what you're putting out on your social media it's a representation of you your energy all that we want to keep it positive uplifted all that good stuff with that being said i'm gonna let y'all go and get out of here y'all gotta make sure that y'all share click on this link talk about it with your friends and we'll be back next week i love you guys much love and light to you bye